you know, since we've done the podcast last um, Thanksgiving was came around. I know we don't True. celebrate it here, but I thought we could open up the podcast by saying what we're thankful for. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful for The Simpsons. Absolutely. You still um, on my own. Already. Oh, sorry. Let's do three. I'm thankful for um, food. Yeah. Like, actually, food is good. You have to admit. Food, food is, is good. good. Yeah, yeah. I, I eat it. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it, actually, if anyone listening doesn't eat food. It's good, yeah. I'd highly recommend um, And I'm thankful for... Um, you go through yours. I'll, I'll, I'll think in my last one. Okay. I'm not thankful for a lot, so... God, I sound like such a spoiled <laughs> Everything could be better. I'll, I'll change the Simpsons to I'm thankful for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Thankful for you, Sebastian. Oh, thank you. And I think most of all, I'm thankful for nachos. Fair. Yeah. Especially that moment when you got the cheese and the salsa and you dipped them into each other. So it's all like mixed up. And when it when that hits your mouth, that's everything for me. I agree. That probably would have been my last one. Now that I think of it. <laughs> Um, to be honest I'm thankful for caffeine 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 is pretty good yeah it's helped me a lot in life yeah um, it's my the first thing I consume every day mm. so. <laughs> that's what she said yeah. sorry um, and it's yeah. weird I, I when I was on the, the tube we're doing a morning podcast by the way which yeah. is unusual it for feels us. a bit more chill yeah. or maybe have a bit more energy Dylan's got like a lot softer croaky voice today yeah, I had a really, really fucking sore throat yesterday morning. Like one of those ones where you like jump when you swallow. Yeah. <laughs> ah, sorry. Um, it's it's a bit better now. But I'm still like feeling a bit ill. So <laughs> yeah, if, if I seem a little bit more laid back today, that is why I'm speaking more it's gently. Okay. I will say though, when I was in work two days ago, it wasn't as bad as it was yesterday. Yesterday morning, I was like a bit of a sore throat, and my voice was raspier, so I was speaking a lot more gently and more mm-hmm. slowly. Not gonna lie, women were looking at me differently. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Because <laughs> I was just very gentle, but also I was kind of raspy. It was kind of like around here, you know. Yeah. It's probably sexier. Fortunately, it's not my real voice. <laughs> it's true. Like sometimes I do enjoy having that like post cold deep voice. Yeah, it's actually just you just sound cooler. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I was like, oh, you see something like? Do you want a receipt with that? With that. Yeah, exactly. And like, usually it's like a fucking cartoon character. <laughs> it's probably where your voice kind of is more naturally. Yeah. But just because we, we, we had to put up a front all the fucking time. So we go up here being like, hey, how are yeah. you doing? You know? see, you have like quite a squeaky voice because you're Irish. And Why is They sort of had. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, but you sort of. Squeaky. I feel like we both have higher than average voices. Yeah, for me, I'd, say, yeah. I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I can um, go quite I don't think high. we're finished developing yet. No, you're Reserve. still going through puberty. I think, I think I've still got a bit to go. <laughs> you're still I um, I, uh, I think height-wise, we're done. Yeah, height-wise, we're done. We're, we're like both. We're both the exact same height, more or less. Which is yeah, kind of weird. yeah, yeah. We're both five eleven, um, which a lot yeah. of people say is males made that up because it's close to six foot. Yeah. But like I've been measured recently, I am five eleven. Yeah, we are both five eleven, <laughs> and um, I'm just glad that I'm not. Well, we're two inches above average. Sure. So five nine is average. I'm definitely above average. Like in, I would say in every way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was on the tube this morning, and I was I saw a guy with a like a big Red Bull. Yeah. He looked like really tired, uh-huh. and I was like, "That's so bad!" Like you Terrible. Just start your day with Red Bull like that, you are Terrible. going to crash. Yeah. Well, you had a monster. But, and you know, I was about to say, I was really tired today. <laughs> I just had a coffee and everything. Yeah, you had a lot. But I bought a monster. 
yeah. it's because I just wanted to be like extra awake for the podcast. That's fair. I don't want to be like, yeah, you're all right. Extra. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> you're right. Like, why are you opening with that? <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you all right. <laughs> so, uh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, good, Harry. Yeah, too bad. As if we we always started speaking as soon as we press record, and we didn't before. <laughs> hey, yeah, how you doing, man? Yeah, yeah good. good. Yeah, yeah. How's the family? We should do that sometime. Laid back, small. Just open so. the podcast with our first interaction. Well, that'd be so weird. It'd be kind of funny though. <laughs> Joe would say a word to each other until we. <laughs> and then once you're recording, I'll what, walk in. What about the audio test? We have to make two. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's usually fine. Anyway, it's a long opening. Guys, welcome to Dylan and Sebastian have a Simpsons podcast. The podcast myself and Sebastian here do as a prank on our parents. Yeah. You know? Every day my parents are like, you know, oh, what what, what are you going to do? Like, what, what's, what's the next plan? Yeah, what's your life? I hate that question. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'm serious, I'm in medicine. Like, really, Dylan, that'd be amazing. Like, nah, it's kidding, I'm doing a Simpsons podcast. The <laughs> <laughs> complete opposite to studying medicine. <laughs> Pranked. Anyhow, well, let's jump to the episode. Today we are reviewing and covering Marriage of the Meanie, the 20th episode of the 33rd season. We're nearly there, man. We're flying through it. But yeah, I mean, we actually had some stuff before the episode for once. We had a title scroll, which is Maggie and Gerald, their actual nemesis baby with the unibrow, coming in with a bouquet of flowers. It just says, Happy Mother's Day. This counts as a gift. Obviously, it came out in Mother's Day in America, I guess, which would have been around May time, I think. And we had a couch gag as well. Uh, it was like a, a Mount Rushmore of the family, and uh, a tree branch grows out of Homer's head, and he starts picking at it, and Marge just goes, don't pick it! And I cannot do Marge with this throat. I, know, I feel like a Mount Rushmore has been done before. As a Simpsons? Gag, do you think? I can't recall one. Surprised. Yeah. It's like the obvious choice for American. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is something like a, with Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it seems like a pretty obvious gag. That's true. But uh, he, he he picks it anyway. His his face falls off and you Classic couch gag where, it, whatever situation they're in, the whole family is fine apart from Homer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. We jump into the episode. Grandpa runs into Jasper's room, saying that it's time that we're just in their retirement home. Obviously, what was that? Jasper. Jasper, Jasper, she's kind of down here, Moon. That's the paddling. I can do that voice, okay? Hmm. <laughs> uh, he, he joins them in a walk, then go up to an old lady, saying that it's time, and she puts tennis balls into her walking stick and joins them, and they go to a man who's on his deathbed, and he gets up, and she, he wakes up and joins them, and he's like, see you later, vegetators. And he, Grandpa is, is addressing everyone in the retirement castle, saying that their rival retirement Castle has been beating them at shuffleboard for years, and now is the time to prove them wrong and to make them stop thinking they're so good with their yoga classes and their aqua size and name brand applesauce. They didn't march on, leaving the building, and they all start pressing the assistance button. We cut to the staff room, and they, they get, get an alarm saying that someone needs help, and they just put their earphones on. <laughs> we then cut to the shuffleboard tournament. I've never seen or heard of shuffleboard before. It looks like a mix of like croquet and that game that you play yeah. in an arcade didn't you haven't you been to a, a shuffle thing oh i suppose that was shuffleboard yeah. yeah it was like a it was like a digital version that's right yeah, yeah i guess I, I, I associate it more as like an arcade thing yeah uh, i've never played it like, yeah what's the name of that place again it's, it's in london bridge it's a very i know fun, that you went there yeah yeah before i started right before yeah, it was a staff place. party like very shortly before you started working there yeah that was a fun that was a fun night yeah it was like, 
It's because you weren't there, you know? Um, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're at the Shuffleboard Tournament. Marge is um, put off as an elderly audience member, keeps like staring at her. You didn't end up winning the, the, the game. 50-47 was the final result. I don't know the game, that sounds a bit absurd. And uh, they all cheers and the, the old Jewish man just goes, Marge confronts the, the lady that was staring at her, being like, does, does she know her? And the lady goes, Marge the meanie? She has like a really old-fashioned, like, 1950s voice. Marge? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, Marge the meanie, you've caused me enough trouble. Get away from me. <laughs> and, uh, Marge I, find just... it, I find it weird, because it's like, were you staring at me? <laughs> yeah, it's so just true. Just go away. You were staring yeah. at me dead on. That's a really good point. You wanted me to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so true. But she's like, what did I do? And she's like, I never want to see you again. <laughs> she gets on a bus and it, it stops to let a train pass. And <laughs> it opens back up again. And she, and she goes, never again. It's just going on for a little bit too long. It was like a family guy gag. Mary says that she was her school principal. Um, I would say it was, it was kind of like a, a classic Simpsons thing that they had it like, they had the open, ha- had nothing to do with what the main plot would end up being. Yeah, yeah. Like the whole shuffleboard thing progress to this like you know it was such a weird progression kind of like what they did in the in the earlier seasons then then, then Bart's like well mom that sounds like you you were a bad kid Marge says she was and then Bart goes well now you're lying you're just like me I finally have a parent I'm proud of and Horace goes oh we didn't cut to uh, they're at dinner and Patty and Selma are there and they say that it must have been Miss York and then marriage made her life a living hell we didn't get a flashback we see a young marriage waiting outside uh, sorry, she, yeah, she's outside waiting for a bus. She's waving goodbye to a clean, happy Springfield Elementary bus. And then a, a really rough Springfield Middle School bus shows up. And two girls immediately decide to start bullying her. They shove her into a locker. And when they realize that a bit of her hair is, is sticking out, they tr- try to cut funny. it. That was good, yeah. They try to cut it. Up. Yeah, but they can't reach it. <laughs> like she con- she's controlling it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> so good. Like it has a mind of its own. Um, in the cafeteria, then Marge goes up to a younger version of Miss York saying that she's being bullied. And Miss York is like, what do you expect me to do? Run an anti-bullying campaign? <laughs> I love the voice. <laughs> and she's like, you know, now, now go, go sit down. There's no standing at lunch and as she pushes marriage away she trips over a can and falls into a trash bin and then a young superintendent Chalmers comes out and he's like the next person I hire will be much better he'll be a winner <laughs> and we they're having out. too much fun with him they're loving Chalmers <laughs> at the moment and I'm all here for yeah. it it was like that this in Poetry of a Lackey on Fire when someone makes some reference to fidget spinners and he just goes, Spinner? spinner. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. I loved it. I was thinking, though, this, I, I, as far as I can recall, this is our first time seeing him in a different school. Yeah. Because I obviously... Mean, he must be old. Superintendent Chalmers, yeah, that's true. He's still yeah. like the head bear. Yeah, and he's he's kind of young there. That's like when marriage was a kid. That's true. Yeah. He must be like in the 70s at least. Because Skinner is definitely at least in the 60s. Yeah. And it's always suggested that Chalmers is older. There's also an episode where he dated Skinner's mom. So, like, I guess 70s, yeah. yeah. He's an old, old man. But yeah, I think that's the first time ever seeing him in a different school. I thought that was cool. Because obviously he's a superintendent. So he's, like, he runs yeah. several schools around the district. I thought it was cool to see that. The girls think that marriage like, pushed her into the trash bin. And they say that that was cool. And marriage is like, oh, yes, I am cool. Don't ask the other school I went to. Uh, but then in the present day, she says it was just... Uh, it was just an accident, Patty and Selma saying that she kept doing it. 
we then cut to um like the American flag going up. This is her as a kid again. The American flag being like uh, pulled up, and the, they're all like doing the American salute. But then Marge attaches Mrs. York's shirt to it, and it exposes her bra. And then one kid is like, "Oh, we just saw the teacher's bra. We fit puberty." They did that so well because the. The kid voice is Nancy Cartwright, which is like as squeaky as possible, and the puberty voice was Kit Michael Richardson, which is right. like as low as possible. <laughs> I love that. Uh, then Bar- Bart hugs Marge, and Marge is like, "That's the first time you've ever hugged back." And Bart's like, "I'm the one giving the damn hugs." Language, but oh, we didn't cut the comic book store. Ralph uh, go- go- goes out the comic book guy, and comic book guy's like, "Oh, two people in my store at once. Someone called the fire brigade." <laughs> Everything he says here is fantastic. Yeah, I love this scene. Yeah, and Ralph goes, "I don't think I can do Ralph today. Let's give it a go." Ralph goes, "I want a Batman." Actually, that was not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, I want Batman. <laughs> yeah. And he gets really stressed out, being like, "Which one? Which era? Which artist? Dark Knight or Adam West?" And he's like, I want the one that eats lasagna. And he's like, that's Garfield, who is not a bat, but a cat. How can someone with such a big head be so stupid? And he has a little internal monologue, which I absolutely love. I love that he's taking it so personally. <laughs> it's it so just good. shows how much of a loser he is. I know, yeah. It's <laughs> a little eight-year-old kid. Like, and he has a little internal monologue where he goes, oh, sometimes I regret not, not finishing medical school. I was one credit away. One. <laughs> just a nice little detail about comic guy there. <laughs> but Mary says oh, that is so cruel to make fun of such a young boy. And Barrett says she should get revenge. And Marge is like, should I? And she's and he's like, yeah, you'd be like Superman. And she has a daydream of like someone who looks like a Superman being like, do it, Marge. And she's like, is that really you, Superman? And he's like, for copyright purposes, call me Uber Ombre Man. <laughs> and then a Mexican superhero pops up, obviously the real Uber Ombre Man. He's like, oh, my country's copyright co- laws um, have screwed me. And then Scarlett Pimperdale from the classic British novel pops up being like, my copyright laws expired. Want to be the Scarlett Pimperdale? And they both just go, no. <laughs> Very weird century. But I love this one so far. But the marriage just goes, all right, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, very family guy. Yeah, so true. Cool. I mean, the daydream thing happens on The Simpsons a lot, but the fact that it went so far, yeah, yeah. it just it's... kept going. It's not being like, it's not being believable that marriage would daydream yeah, that. Simpsons yeah. are copying family guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, that is the opposite of what everybody else says. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Sammy Farrell has admitted that Family Guy is a massive influence. Oh, sorry, The Simpsons is a massive influence on Family Guy, which you know makes sense. Like it was, it, it was like the first major animated series to you know be more adult, and then it led to even more adult shows like Family Guy and South Park and stuff like that. But I don't think it was the first one to ever do, but it was the first one to really hit yeah. the mainstream. I think before The Simpsons. Cartoons really considered, um, you know, for kids. I, I, I think it really kind of made a huge impact there. Obviously, like obviously, it made a yeah. huge impact. <laughs> we see Milos is like trying to see what's in the like like a three piece comic collection that's wrapped in plastic. He's trying to like see the middle one, and uh, comic guy calls him Lex Loser, and he's like, I, I just, I just, I just want to know if the middle one is valuable. Because <laughs> again, he's getting really angry. Stop working the package to see what the middle comic is in the three pack. Take your chances, like a man. But I want to see if the middle one is valuable. The middle comic is never valuable. It's there to take up space like lettuce on a hamburger, a seat filler at the Emmys, or you.
Brad goes up saying that he has more money to offer him than this store has ever seen. It takes out one dollar. Yeah. Wasn't it twenty? Oh, was it was so, yeah. oh, okay. twenty dollars. Okay, it was George Washington, so I thought it was one dollar. Oh, but right. this is twenty yes for a store. Um, and then cop guy's like, "Oh yes, sir. Um, can I interest you in a limited edition Spider-Man where he confronts and forgives the spider that bit him?" I wouldn't be surprised. If that was a joke, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was a real yeah. comic because. <laughs> There's so many comic books and they've done so much weird shit, especially with Spider-Man. They've done incredibly weird shit with Spider-Man. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a thing. There's a whole arc in the comics where, what's his name? Uh, the Green Goblin. Harry Osborn? Mm-hmm. His son. No, Harry Osborn. Yeah. I thought Harry was his son. Yeah, what's the... Norman Osborn is, yeah. the, is, is the Green Goblin. Where he clones Peter Parker and kills the real one, but... He continues living as Spider-Man like no one knows. It's so oh, yeah. fucking weird. It's in this one called brilliant comic called Life Story, but it's so so strange. But yeah, then comic guy offers him. He's like, "Would you like a mint or a near mint?" And uh, as he as he takes out the comic, Marge covers his like his drink in gel, and uh, he he grabs the cup and accidentally spills it on the comic. And he's like, "Ooh, a comic's worst, a comic's greatest enemy, cola." And he grabs the drink again, spills it on a Minnie's poster, an Expendables poster, and a Boo Boo Fett poster. My favorite is a mix of Boo Boo from Yogi Bear and Boba Fett. Then he, he goes, my, my favorite quote from Comic Guy in this scene, he goes, Dakota the Immortal Shaggy, zoinks. He <laughs> <laughs> walks away, putting his comic in the trash and uh, a, a cover. It like, appears like a comic book, being like Comic Guy comics, and the, the image is like, is like a parody of when Spider Man gives up being Spider Man. It's, it's, it's in Spider Man 2 as well. He, he throws his costume in the trash and walks away. That's what yeah. that was parodying. Another classic comic book reference. Marge and uh, Bart's uh, both alight in each other's company and uh they're they're, they're laughing like montage of laughing and enjoying each other's company um we got to him playing baseball and he's so distracted by just loving his mom that uh, a baseball hits him in the head and they're because him that dr hibber dr hibber was inspecting his inspecting the head and they're still laughing it was a sweet montage i would have preferred if the montage was them doing more pranks i thought that would have made more sense rather than them just enjoying each other you know what I mean yeah I guess yeah I don't know I, just, I, thought, I thought it would have been cooler if it was just them doing a bunch of pranks together you know yeah like a mon- yeah, montage of pranking yeah yeah you know but whatever when he got to them at dinner Homer asks what's um, what, what? they're still laughing so Homer's like what's so funny and she's like oh no she, we just did a prank today at least it says that maybe Bart gets his uh, pranking from the maternal side Homer's like I don't understand I, I, I don't understand anything any of what you just said and she's like I'll just eat some vegetables and she hands him peas and corn and he goes why are some of the peas yellow and in his head he starts saying that like boys are supposed to get things from their dad like their favourite baseball team their mental disorders and, and that lame joke they tell every waiter <laughs> yeah. we cut this to is the... like painfully accurate oh my god so true like yeah we cut to them at dinner it's just like a little, a little, a little, a little cut to them at dinner and a waiter goes up to them and Homer goes with the check and Homer goes say Maggie why don't you get this one and the waiter's like ha ha imagine a baby paying a check <laughs> I guess his delivery of that was so pitch perfect I loved it but yeah it is so fucking accurate you always hear dads make those awful jokes it's so funny I mean I living in Ireland especially there's such a there's such an etiquette being at a restaurant that you 
you make the same jokes every time and yeah. the waiters laugh. Usually, oh, time for the bad news, is it? You know, that nonsense where it goes, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> you know how it is. Like, oh, I hate this so much. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, see, my, my pee goes out to the waiter. It's like, good on you for keeping up that energy despite the fact you're going to hear, you probably heard it sort of 50 times there already, yeah. and you're going to hear it another 100 times. Like, it's, oh, it's just the worst jokes. But then Homer says that maybe Maggie will be like him as he sees that her mouth is covered in food and it kind of looks like his five o'clock shadow but then Mary wipes it off and he's like he gets, he gets really upset he's like I'm going to Moe's he ends into Moe's with his dinner still on him and Moe's like what did I tell you about bringing in outside peas this scene of Moe's is great as well <laughs> he's, he says to the guys that he realised the kids uh, take after marriage you get nothing from him and Carol says that there must be something and Lenny goes you know that adorable way you pout no no by the way, you can burp sing the national anthem. Great chiming in today, guys. Huh, thanks for noticing. Appreciate it. Homer's beard, the foam, like, turns into Lisa's face, like, in his head. And she talks to him, being like, you know, we do have one thing in common. And Homer's like, they were both made of beer? No. <laughs> like, no, something, or, or no, something deeper. Uh, dark beer? Figure it out yourself. He didn't tell the guys that they're forgetting about. I found it weird that he was like, you, you, you guys are forgetting about one thing. They never said, they never agreed with him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you guys are forgetting about one thing. <laughs> you guys are forgetting about Lisa Simpson. He's, he's going to prove, he's going to prove why his character say world's greatest dad. And he goes, oh yeah, I left Maggie in the car. <laughs> he runs out and he goes, shut the door. Well, yeah, shuts the door. He didn't cut to marriage embarrassed at, at, at a food shop. Uh, Helen goes up to her spotting that she's buying slaughterhouse hot dogs and she says it must be nice not to care what, uh, what, what you feed your family. Then Bart urges her to prank Helen, obviously, but Marge says no more and that they have to buy the food before the prices go up. And you see the hot dog is like going up exponentially. <laughs> she screams. Uh, then Hel Helen says that her and Timothy prefer to uh, Opera House Franks. <laughs> you see commercial... For Commercials for them on the premium channels. Mary's like snaps her hot hot dog in anger. She says back she'll do it. We can cut to Helen going into the bathroom. She like leaves her shopping cart outside, and they place like several items in it. And then cut to her at the till. Brandine is serving her, and um, we see several items don't have a barcode. So she she goes, uh, "Can I get a price check on the the, the things they put in?" Were so ridiculous, but it was funny. <laughs> gassy gassy granny underwear. A day drinker's gin, week old bread. And I, I love that, like, slowly everyone is, like, turning <gasps> and looking disgusted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they sell these items <laughs> in the shop. <laughs> week old bread. Uh, what's the other one? Barely helpful herpes ointment. Emergency toilet paper. And garbage mouth bad breath neutralizing <laughs> depository. <laughs> She's obviously mortified and says that she, 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 she did not buy those and uh, none of them believe her and Barton and Marge are laughing. We then cut to Homer. He sees Elise's chopping celery. This in the kitchen, obviously. Yeah. And he's like, oh, vegetarians like food? <laughs> he's like, is, is that a pulled pork sandwich? <laughs> I love how little he knows his daughter. That he was convinced she was making a pulled pork sandwich. Even though, like, one of Elise's big, like, personality traits. Is that she's a vegetarian, yeah. yeah and that she's a, you know, an environmental activist and stuff like that. But she's like, yeah, it is. Except, except I substituted the cheese with, um cashew paste and for pork I'm substituting jackfruit and Homer's he, he, she gets Homer to try some and he realises that food is their thing and Lisa's like if you like that I know a place you love 
and Homer starts imagining what, what it could be and it's like jackfruit meat mark and he starts drooling and Lisa's like it's probably not what you're thinking like, don't we cut to them at a vegan restaurant Lisa asks for the finest kombucha they have on tap and a bottle of liquid aminos and the, the waitress is like you got it namaste I found it really weird that the waitress voice was exactly like Shauna yeah. Just because the very last episode was a short episode. Yeah, it's very true. It was kind of bad timing because we had a whole episode of her, so I was very aware it was the exact same voice, you know. They, they didn't try um, hickama sticks together, and Lisa's like, Dad, do you like this food? And he's like, Oh, honey, I love this meal. We got to him in bed with marriage, and he's like, I hated that meal. And he's, he's glad that he always keeps an emergency sausage emergency in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> that made me crack up. Ah, it's Emergency so funny. <laughs> I love it. He grabs it, he takes a bite, and he screams. He's like, What the hell was that? And Mary's like, Oh, it's a grounded up kickball. I pranked you. And he'd be over here, Barrett, like laughing in his room. And Homer punches his wall, and there's like a bookshelf above, above, above Barrett, and the books fall on top of him. And then he punches the wall back, and uh, waits, and a bowling ball falls on top of Homer. And he's like, this is why we shouldn't keep books in the house. <laughs> and Marit says that she can't keep doing this. Talking to Homer again, obviously. Can't keep doing this, but says she's closer to Bart than ever. And um, she's like, I'm behaving like a, like a little brat. And it's made me a better mother. Love that line. And Homer's like, but pranking isn't like you. It's like me. We can't have two of me in this marriage. One of me is enough for three of me. <laughs> so many great. I mean, obviously, he's always the character they write the best for. They just know how to get Homer perfect yeah. now. Like, uh, yeah, there's so many great lines from Homer throughout this episode. Marriage says she's um, she's waited for a connection like this for so long. Longer than <laughs> such a weird bit. I've waited for a connection like this for so long. Longer than the new Avatar movie. It's coming, Marge. You gotta have faith. You sound like James Cameron, Homer. What if we never see Pandora again? The real unobtainium is the sequel. Have faith. Have faith. I guess the teaser hadn't come out when they made this episode. I was thinking that, or at least when they animated it, I was thinking that because, like, yeah, it was a thing for ages. It's like, when the hell's it gonna come out? But, like, now we know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This came out in May, I guess? I think we knew then as well. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I guess... Animation takes so long, obviously. It was still relevant. It cuts them. We can cut to them again going shopping. As Smithers is outside saying that no one can enter the store while Mr. Burns is there as he doesn't want to catch their poverty. <laughs> we cut to Mr. Burns in the store and he's like, Double mint. Oh, that's a bit too much for me. <laughs> but Mary says she needs to go in as her baby has a rash. So she needs to get powder. And uh, Smithers FaceTimes Burns and he's like, Oh, stupid babies. When will they realize that old people are our future? <laughs> she's, like, she's like, please, I really need to end Mr. Burns is like, sorry, I have a medical condition where I don't give a damn. <laughs> Bart suggests pranking him, obviously, and she gives in, tearing off her necklace and throwing the beads at Mr. Burns. He starts to stumble. And Marge is like, oh, I'm sure he'll just, he'll just fall into that pile of grass over there. But he then falls out onto the road. <laughs> on some multiple cars it's so like cartoony I was like Wally Coyote <laughs> on the multiple cars and finally onto an electrical wire and Marge is like okay we went too far and Marge like you went too far he runs away he's like you're my hero we can cut to Marge seeing a therapist and she says that the therapist says that she's lucky Mr. Burns is okay we didn't cut to Mr. Burns oh. again wait 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 say what you're gonna say okay <laughs> are you going to 
Say something eventually. All right, all right. Yeah, Byrne says to Smithers that this was a wake-up call, that he could die at any moment, so he must uh, cram in as much evil as he can, while he can. He then then steals an egg from a bird's nest and eats it. And the birds pick him up and throw him into the river. And he falls into into a lake. And uh, Blinky appears and just stares at him. He's like, what are you looking at? So you know when he gets he gets slinged onto the like telephone wires, yeah, yeah. And he's like being electrocuted, mm-hmm. and it's like he's just frozen, like being electrocuted. Yeah. Did you ever watch when you were growing up? Did you watch Simpsons on Channel Four? Mm-hmm. Mm. You remember the little Channel Four intro to Simpsons with Homer? Yes, I do. Himself on the telephone. Yeah, wire. yeah, yeah. It really seemed like that. That's so accurate. Yeah, so true. You just trigger memory there. I haven't watched. It's probably still there. Yeah, but... you could find it online. Yo, yeah, yeah, for sure. I haven't watched Simpsons on Channel Four in years, like. But yeah, it was like I can't remember how it happens, but he accidentally gets like a six pack of of beer on a telephone yeah. wire probably Barry who does it and he's like trying to reach for it he's like yeah electrocutes himself <sighs> but he's still yeah. simps that he knows he's getting electrocution yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and, and then it would like cut out you just see the whole of Springfield like all the electricity goes out and it just like forms the Channel 4 yeah. logo that was a really they good were really intro. cool they were like, Channel 4 intro yeah oh they're awesome ones yeah but they were very fortunate to get that Simpsons intro because obviously the Simpsons animators have to make that for them so cool but yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a nice memory. Yeah, we link up back to Marge and her therapist, and she's the therapist is like, "What made you attack that awful, hateful, nasty old man?" And uh, Marge is like, "I was taught that as a as a lady, you shouldn't experience emotions, and I don't. But every now and then, I snap. But until then, I'm just simmering." That was a great bit. It, it's it's true to her character too. That's yeah. pretty accurate. She's usually quite reserved. You know, like in episodes that. Where she's not the important character, she's like just a mom, you know. Yeah. And every now and again, you will have her, you know, lose her rage and everything. It, it, it was, I thought it was a good line. She says she doesn't want to talk anymore, but the therapist says that they can, they can do this over twenty costly years, or she can have her breakthrough right now. And she's like, you can have a breakthrough on your first session, like, well, not when you're rich, but your insurance won't cover another session. <laughs> we cut to them. We, we cut to. We see Kleenex everywhere and the therapist is like you know therapists never give out helpful advice but here's what you do uh talk to your old principal and you'll feel better and marriage is like are you sure she's like as sure as i am i really don't want to see you again we didn't cut to marriage telling barrett that she's um she's done with pranking but barrett says it's in their blood like when you had me that was a prank on dad and she's like if you give up i'm sorry barrett's like if you give up you're giving up on me and she says she has one more prank left in her we didn't cut to Lisa making soup with Homer. And I just realized we're both of those scenes were in the kitchen, weren't they? That's what that's a not thing that would usually happen. It was like it was a scene with Barrett and Yeah, and it cut to the kitchen again. Yeah, yeah. that's really I never cut to that. That's kinda of weird, isn't it? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I, mean, I didn't actually think about it when I was No, I was realizing it now that both of these scenes were in the kitchen, yeah. Well yeah, we cut to Homer and Marriage in the I'm sorry, Homer and Lisa in the kitchen. They're making soup. And she's like adding adding food to it, and each one horrifies Homer. She's like, "Now the blueberry, or no bell pepper, kill me seeds, get out of here." She, he says it wouldn't hurt to add some pig knuckles. Lisa says she's not interested in in, in doing this if he's going to Homer it up. And he's like, "My name is a verb meaning to ruin. That is pretty Homered up." I'm sorry. Just try a sip. He didn't taste it, and he hates it, and his tongue starts swelling up. And Lisa tastes it, and hers starts as well. And then Homer's like, Lisa's so annoying. 
I mean, I know this is like such an immature like thing to say. Yeah. But she's so annoying. And I, I, I know that's like I love the, Lisa. the point yeah. of Lisa is she's a little bit annoying at the moment. Yeah. But, oh my God. It actually, like, I sit there and get annoyed. Yeah. <laughs> Why in this episode in particular? Just because she's like, eh, we're going to add this, we're going to add this, cashew nutritional. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Even when she's in the. The restaurant be like, get us a, a, yeah. the best kombucha you have on tap. Like, ooh, hickamy sticks. Because <laughs> she sounds like a very, even though she's not, yeah. she sounds like one of those like middle class, like London, uh, yeah, vegans, proper millennial, like about food. And... Yeah, no, I feel you. She does. Uh, I, I did think she was a pretty two-dimensional version of herself in this episode. You mm. know what I mean? I, I, I don't think there was a whole lot to Lisa. She was quite dull she was just serving a plot line you know yeah. what I mean it which we've seen better in this season we've seen way better at least in this season yeah I mean it wasn't a Lisa episode course, you know yeah. but like yeah even in this side story I thought she was a pretty, a pretty dull version of her character she had one very nice line coming up here though is that um, yeah they realised that they both had the same allergy and Homer's like oh, well you have something in common she's like ah, oh, we should probably call an ambulance he's like yes we didn't cut them in the hospital their doctor confirms that they have many similar allergies uh, such as all this is their allergies all spice feathers fur the stuff in peanut butter that's not peanuts peanuts animal dandruff and the smell of honeysuckle on a dark Georgian night I'm guessing that's a reference to a novel or something it sounds like must be. a Charles Bukowski or like a Hemingway line or something <laughs> you know the smell and of honeysuckle and the stuff in peanut butter that's not peanuts yeah they like referring to palm oil I guess yeah. so yeah which would be like in everything you're allowed to say that I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I can say that. No, I, I, I've no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, which is obviously, obviously in a lot of things. Yeah, palm oil is very controversial. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, of course. Yeah, maybe I was the reference there, Meg. I, I, I didn't cop to that. But yeah, I guess she, she, she said it in kind of, kind of a cheeky way, you know. There's stuff in peanut butter that's not peanuts. Yeah, true. Homer is thrilled to know that Lisa has like some part of him. And Lisa says, you gave me the best part of you, Dad, your heart. I know that's a sweet line, and then the doctor is like, "Oh, sorry, I'm allergic to, to Trinkle." That was I like that doctor. That was a funny character. I like the voice as well. We then cut to Marge at uh, Miss York's house, and she gives her flowers, asking for her forgiveness. Mrs. York is like, "Let me guess, there's bees in it," and she's like, "No, no, they're lovely and fresh. Give it a smell." And she she inks her face, and she's like, "Meanie," and she faints. And Marge and Barry both like, oh crap, we didn't cut her in a gurney being taken away. And uh, Wiggum goes up to them and is like, to Barry, you're going to juvie, you're going to adult juvie, and she's going to have to be buried with members of the Blue Man group. There's more dead than you'd think, and they've all died in hilarious ways. <laughs> Bart says that they're screwed, but then Miss York wakes up and she's like, gotcha. And uh, Wiggum's like, it's, it's a zombie, Lou, aim for the head. It's the only way you'll, you'll kill her. <laughs> and Marge is like, no, no, I was just teaching my boy a lesson. Uh, Wiggum's like, a, a zombie killer, a, a zombie lover, kill her too. <laughs> and then Lou goes, she's not a zombie chief, and neither were the Wilsons. <laughs> so, oh, please don't mention the Wilsons. <laughs> I love that line. Okay. So dark. So good. <laughs> uh, we didn't cut to marriage putting back to bed. Uh, she tells him to pr promise her that he'll never prank again. And he's like, 
lesson learned. Here, have some peanut brittle. It's one of those classic peanut brittle things we open up and yeah. snakes attack your face. <laughs> you can tell I loved all these little guys. Yeah, of <laughs> so, so my sense of humor. Yeah, just the lamest <laughs> I'm the kind of person that people don't know that still finds these pranks funny. But like in a... In, an, in, a, in like an ironic way. In an ironic way, I yeah. I still yeah. find them funny. <laughs> like if someone, slipped, if someone slipped on a banana, I'd still find it funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Peanut brittle. This comedian Paula Tompkins had a great bit about that peanut brittle thing. It's like whoever, whoever is going around with peanut brittle in real life, I know. who has that as a snack? <laughs> you know, oh, you want some yeah, peanut, peanut brittle? I feel like it's more commonly bought as a prank than the actual. Yeah, thing exactly. Said. It's exactly what he says. It's so true. But, um, I, was, I was listening to. Uh, sorry, I'm going a bit off topic. No, no, go still, for it. it's on the topic of comedy. Yeah, but I was listening to that. Um, that what was that podcast I sent you? The Ricky Gervais one. With, Absolutely um, mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying in that how like um, the whole like person slips on banana or like <laughs> person falls and hits their head. Yeah, he was like, it is still funny. Because, yeah, but it's not funny because of like the way it's funny because we think people in pain is funny. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. And that's it not because me. we we love the fact that people are hurting. Uh huh. It's because we know that that's not right and we yeah. know that that is like um it's wrong to hurt someone it's, yeah it's wrong to hurt someone yeah and oh, what's he saying and it, it so that, you're watching someone get hurt in a very innocent way so that's kind of what makes it funny i guess yeah it's, it's, it's like it's not the fact that they're hurting it's more the fact that you know that shouldn't happen yeah yeah of and, course and you know if that was to happen to you you'd be hurting yeah you wouldn't um, want someone laughing at and you you're saying it's probably something like even cavemen like <laughs> Yeah, that's true. It, it, it's like you could say it's like the uh, it's the barest form of comedy. Like yeah. anyone would find that's that funny. Like man like, hits head on rock, you know. Yeah, like an eight year old man would laugh at that, or a two year old would laugh at that. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's really consistent. It's like universally funny. Yeah, they, they, that's were, so dis- true. they were discussing um, what, what, <laughs> what do you call um, like a, the play on words thing? Play on words like, like a double like, entendre. No, like um, when people say like uh, a pun. A pun. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They were discussing puns, and and Ricky was obviously like, "No, puns aren't funny. Puns, puns just aren't funny." Yeah, sometimes they're good, though. Uh, huh? <laughs> sometimes they're good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but they they were saying that that's like the the lowest form of comedy where like once you've heard a pun, you've sort of heard it all. Yeah, like, yeah, that's fair. But. Someone slipping on a banana will always be That's honest. so true, yeah. If you saw someone slipping on a banana right now, you'd laugh. And if it happened two minutes later, you'd laugh again. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? 100%. I was, I was about to make a joke of me, like, oh, I should pretend my sandals back. But then I realised that would actually be really funny if I went up on stage and tripped on a banana before starting my set. Honestly, I'd People would be in stitches. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. <laughs> Unless I actually hurt myself. Actually, that would, that would just make it even funnier. But yeah, he, he offers her peanut brittle and marriage is like, I'm not falling for that. He's like, no, no, I took the snakes out and put in real peanut brittle. That's how much I respect you. <laughs> and they hug and marriage walks away with a piece of paper on her back that says, the end. And uh, I can't ignore the fact that you just got up. I'm too distracted. <laughs> I'm too distracted. I'm too aware. He got out to check his phone because he's so committed to the podcast. And, I'm, uh... I'm actually getting my notes ready. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were checking your text. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> anyway, um, 
But yeah, they, they, they hug and uh, Marge walks away and we see she has a piece of paper on her back that says the end. And Bart has a piece of paper on his back that says it never ends. In credits, we get a final tag of Marge writing an apology letter to Agnes for... So we find she's actually done much more pranks as a kid. Apology letter to Agnes, which I presume is Principal Skinner's mom. And uh, saying that she apologised for putting laxatives in her dog's food. And that she then filmed it. Sent it to America's worst carpet disasters. <laughs> won and used the prize money to buy more laxatives. And she adds this to a pile of apology letters. And she's like, well, that's the A's. On to the B's. But yeah, to quote the Bible, that concludes the episode. So do you want to give your final summary, feelings, all that goodness? Yeah, um, I... My throat sort of like hurts a little bit. Mine's worse, I would imagine. <laughs> so um, I'm actually gonna let the sore throat else boys talk for me. Oh, the hell! So I'm gonna let um, someone else talk for me because my throat really hurts. Yeah, sure. Actually, really enjoyed this episode. Probably one of my favorites of the season so far. Had a very classic feel to it. And also, um... <laughs> Sebastian stole my joke. <laughs> you weren't going to do it as well, were you? No, no. But basically, what Sebastian just—it was yesterday. I had a super sore throat, and I had a comedy gig that night, and I was genuinely being like, "I do not know if I can perform tonight because I can't fucking speak." So I, I made a joke to Sebastian of like me getting Google Translate to do my jokes, and unfortunately, I had my phone on me, but it was like Google Translate being like. Um, Hey, do you guys watch porn? Oh no, I have 10 minutes of jokes about porn. Ha ha ha, I'm so funny. <laughs> and uh, that's obviously what Sebastian was inspired by, my comedic genius. No, I uh. didn't. I was too scared to. And I was thinking about how weird that is. I was too scared to do that, but I have no problem going up and like... Talking about porn. Sharing my, you know, the, the worst things that happened to me in my life and making fun of myself yeah. and, you know, all that, but... I had no no fear doing that, but I, I that that was like too much for me. <laughs> it was so absurd, you know. Maybe someday. But um, yeah, this episode, honestly, I mean, you really what I said it? on translate was right. I actually really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I actually feel like it is one of the strongest of the episode. Well, um, of the season. I of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was the strongest of the episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I feel. And I feel like we're actually going to disagree because yeah. you've said a lot of things so far that's made me sort of feel like you don't like it as much. I wasn't a huge fan, no. <laughs> I really liked it. Okay. I loved seeing Marge's like evil hmm. sort of prank side and then the like twist on Bart at the end was really satisfying. Yeah, no, I, I, I did. I just, there's a lot I liked about it. I, I definitely didn't think it was a sensational episode. The, I wouldn't put anywhere near the best episode of the season. The only negatives was I think like Lisa and Homer's bit didn't quite hit the heights I would have expected but Homer was still really funny. Yeah. Uh, as usual. Oh, I mean I think he was the best part of the episode. Definitely, of yeah. the family anyway. I, 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 he was I, the funniest. Yeah. But I really enjoyed Marge and Bart's mm. sort of feud going on. And Bart, like, sort of guilt-tripping her a bit into being more evil. Yeah, like, yeah, She, she sure. got manipulated by Bart a little bit. Yeah, I um, like that, for sure. Well, what's your final rating, then? Final rating? 7.5. 7.5, okay, yeah. I mean, that... It's that... it's not quite an 8, but it's a 7.5. Yeah, I mean, I guess my rating isn't as as bad as that, really. I gave it a 6.5, okay. but, like, you'd be harsher than me. In your ratings, to me, a six point five was quite low for Simpsons. I said it had so much potential, but never went 
it never did anything extremely interesting with what could have been two really interesting plot lines. I said I liked Marriage and Bart finding that they had something in common and building on that relationship, but it could have gone deeper. I thought the pranks themselves were quite lame, or, or quite but, tame, is what I said. Uh, see, both. I, I liked the pranks because it was like they were classic pranks. They were they supposed were, to be lame. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And it makes sense to what you just said that you, that, that you would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they were very... I thought, I thought they could have gone deep. They could have been worse. They could have been like more elaborate or something. Like, we've seen Bart do some really intense like complicated True. pranks you know like all these were just silly like throwing beads at mr bird so he trips and falls on you an electric <laughs> wire of course you like that how am i how, how did i not realize that of course you'd like those silly pranks or even the hell and one i just thought they were so stupid but they i mean they were funny i said homer and lisa's was nice and their story was nice and had some great homer quips but again was kind of just getting going through the motions i said the highlight for me was the side characters involvement mm. so i love cut the combo guy bit the yeah, that was definitely the best film so well written yeah the part in moe's mr burns's part wiggum scene all of the all side right, characters yeah. bits were so funny i said it's a testament to the to what an amazing side characters they have that their involvement brought the episode up for me but I just wish the family had more interesting things to do as well. Yeah. It was just, yeah. Obviously, you feel differently. Uh, I just thought, apart from Homer, I thought Marge, Bart, and Lisa were very two-dimensional versions of themselves in this episode. Mm. They had potential to do deeper things with Marge. They never quite went there. Even the therapist scene, it was like, they gave us something deeper to her, but it just it just, just kind of fell yeah. flat for me. And I see your point. Yeah, it, 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 it was just very standard Bart, you know, he loves pranking, he's a brat. <laughs> standard Lisa, she is a vegetarian and, you know, wants her dad to be, yeah. you know, yeah, typical. I mean, marriage is a bit more complicated, I guess, but it was still kind of, she's a mom who just wants what's best for her kids. And if that has to be her pranking people, then she'll do that, you know, which is sweet. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wish I liked the episode as much as you did, but I, it, it, it did kind of fall flat for me, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand your point. Yeah, I, I thought the story... I, I think I preferred the Bar the Homer and Lisa one to the Marriage and Bar one, to be honest. Really? I just thought Yeah, I, I just thought that story had so much potential and just never quite landed for me, unfortunately. And it was nice to see more of Bart and Marriage, but it just didn't do anything new with their relationship. I was watching a great video essay by... I know what you mean. It sort of didn't really... Um, there wasn't really a proper big... Um, Moment. As well. Dilemma, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like the, the, it was, was like she wanted to help Bart prank. Yeah, exactly. There and were... then at the end they had like the little moment with the, the peanut brittle and that was sort of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. There wasn't a... Yeah, it wasn't a huge deal of conflict. Like it would have made... It, it would have been bigger if it was like the, the whole town were like going against us. Like, oh, these two keep doing pranks on us and there's like an angry mob in the house or something. You know, something to make it bigger. I don't know. It was like no one really cared that they were pranking because they were just small childish pranks apart from the Mr. Burns one that was like yeah you can just keep doing it <laughs> you know what I mean but yeah yeah you know it, it had a lot of great moments I thought I thought there was loads of really it was definitely a really funny episode but just the way the, way the story was executed never quite uh, got there for me but yeah that, that that pretty much is all she wrote I think that's all I have to and, say about uh, Marriage the Meanie a quick question before we move on yeah uh, obviously I haven't watched as much Simpsons as you so I reckon you might know as you're like almost the encyclopedia <laughs> yeah sure um you know the like iconic hot chocolate from the film. Yeah, yeah, Flanders is one. Yeah, yeah. Has there ever been like a reference to it again in The Simpsons? There wasn't in with you. 
it's the one that we reviewed together. What was it? It was the ways we were. The one where like there's like traffic outside the house uh, because some app is like getting people to go there as a shortcut. Oh, yeah, Everyone's yeah. going there. And they're all like stuck in traffic and Thailand is like giving people out hot chocolates. And, oh, and it's that hot, classic hot chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay, there was, has been, yeah. Yeah, there was that one. I think there may have been other ones as well. I can't quite remember. That That's definitely the most recent one, yeah. My God, that hot chocolate. Amazing. It's just, it just it looks so job. sexy. Yeah. I think it also helped because of the fact that it was um, animated differently to the episodes because it was the film. The movie, yeah, so, yeah. It's a little bit stronger. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it just looks a bit so more like sexy. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Great cooking show on YouTube called Cooking with I think it's Ramesh, something like that. I might get that name wrong. I've seen this. Is this where he remakes the hot chocolate? He makes hot chocolate, yeah, yeah. And I mean, gets it, nails it. Like, yeah. yeah, it looks unbelievable. Yeah, he makes like food from like cartoons and films. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he does that one. He did, he did a bunch of different Simpsons ones. That was one of the ones that looked the sexiest for sure. But yeah, moving on to the news. Pre-recorded from London City, it's a very bad impression of Kent Brockman letting you know it's time for Simpsons News. Just one piece of news this week. An upcoming episode in the 34th season titled When Nelson Met Lisa, we'll see Mar- uh, Lisa and Nelson uh, reconnecting in the future. As Simu Liu will play Lisa's husband, Simu Liu being uh, Shang-Chi, will play Lisa's husband in this episode. Which would make me assume that if he's playing her husband, but it's about Nelson and Lisa reconnecting, that she's having an affair or something, I Maybe, guess? Maybe, yeah. Sounds super interesting. I'm very intrigued. And uh, final... Oh, sorry, I, I have a second piece of news, actually. Really, really cool and just, like, inspiring is four-finger discount, like the goats of Simpsons podcast, the people who inspired me to do this one had Bill Oakley on their show recently on their podcast who is who was an executive producer and writer on the show on the 7th and 8th season they had him on discussing his favorite episode of the show Radio Barrett which is in the 3rd season so super cool they got him on as a guest and they didn't even do an interview they actually had him they covered an episode with him yeah, you know I just cool. so so cool but yeah that, that that's on Spotify and everything else if you want to check it out I thought that was so cool just yeah really inspiring but yeah that's all the news. Shall we jump on to Seb's Classics? Yes, Seb's Classicos. Yeah, I went for season five. I think it's episode four. Yeah, um, you're right. Rosebud. And it's an iconic episode. Oh my God, I love it. Um, I love it so, so it's much. Quite, More actually, than I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. We, I knew we I loved it. Watch. But then watching it, I'm like, oh my God, this is just brilliant. Obviously, <laughs> Every single moment. You probably knew I loved it because it's like a parody of Citizen Kane. Which and, I love. and you love Mr. Burns. Yeah, and yeah. I love Mr. Burns. So uh-huh. it's like, it's, for me, it's one of like the perfect episodes for me. Yeah, of course. Um, just, it's really smart how they like parried Citizen Kane, but it was about, they made whatever people think Rosebud is basically yeah. Bobo. Uh-huh. True. Um, I didn't really thought about that. Way. I mean, obviously that scene with the, is, is apparently unseen in Citizen Kane with the sled and stuff. Yeah. But, and they really made the connection that it's Bobo. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it's just... what This came out after um, Who Shot Mr. Burns? No, that's season six. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that obviously Maggie is like what completes the story in this oh episode. yeah that's true she um, ends up being the one that she's because she rooms. feels bad for him and yeah very sweet mm. and it actually reminds me of that family guy episode where 
what's Stewie's bear again? Rupert. Rupert, where Brian accidentally sells it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Road to Rupert. That's yeah. one of my favorite That's episodes a good of the show. Episode, yeah, yeah, great episode. Uh, all, all the Road to episodes are my favorite of the family guy. It, it sort of reminds me of that, and I think true. I I like all the sort of different animation styles going on this episode yeah. to, to fit the parody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really smart. So really well, well done. done. So many um, funny bits. It's nice seeing this, the stages of his life as well. It made so much sense. Had so much depth to him. To obviously make Mr. Burns Charles Foster Kane. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it made sense to him as a character, for sure. Yeah. That he had a pretty like middle-class family and just got taken in by a wealthy man. And it, and it, it's it's nice seeing Mr. Burns younger as well when he's more like nice and innocent. Mm-hmm. And, and seeing that like turn of him. Like, is this canon... Yeah, really for sure. Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, I, I would consider canon, yeah. Um, Obviously, people can make their decisions, but I, there's, it's not a chance of horror, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would consider it Which canon. Which is, is the same as Charles Foster came, where, you know, he's, like, really innocent when he's young, and then when he's old, he turns into a bit of a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And it's just, honestly, it's, it's perfect start to finish. I don't want I to take it. my eyes off the screen. No, it's, it's so it, good. Every single... It just makes me happy. This episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's just brilliant. And I can't <laughs> really <laughs> not justify <laughs> giving it a 10 out of 10. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. It's at the, I, I realise I keep saying it's definitely my top 20. I probably have said that more than 20 times. I'm going to stop saying that. There's too many good Simpsons episodes. <laughs> no, it is. It's definitely my top 50, I'm going to say. <laughs> it's in my top 20, for sure. Yeah, I, but I, I always say that because I'm like, I love Simpsons yeah. so much. Then there'll be another episode. So you like, realise how oh, many there are. definitely top yeah. 20. Yeah, because there's so many good episodes. But it's definitely my top 50, I would say. Okay. I love it. I mean, to just go through some of the some of the funniest bits. Uh, you definitely loved over it. <laughs> <laughs> trying to roast Mr. Burns at his birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes up he's like, Mr. Burns is so old. Like, excuse me? Uh, Mr. Burns is so frugal. How dare you? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> he puts his back down. And it's just like eyes and, and, and a sad face. It doesn't even look like Mr. Burns. He's like, oh, I'm Mr. Burns. I'm so stupid. <laughs> he goes to security guy. It's like, dispose of that man. <laughs> and he's like, this party is over. And a SWAT team comes in and just attacks everybody. It's, it's just so, so unnecessary. And obviously we've got um, the Ramones. The Ramones is a crazy episode, random yeah. cameo, but it was funny, yeah. <laughs> saying this is the worst gig ever, and they sing Happy Bur- a very cool cover of Happy Birthday. Um, what's the thing that they do at the end? Well, they, he, he, he's like, get, get dispose of those men, and the curtains close, and they just go, oh, I, th- I think they liked us. <laughs> oh, and then he's like, he's like the Smithers, um, get rid of those uh, Rolling Stones. Like, but sir, they weren't. You heard me. <laughs> oh, what think... else was there? Uh, the whole sequence is one of my favorite bits of the whole show, where he takes over television. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he takes over television, gets rid of beer as well. So the whole town is like, you know, angry mob against horror and everything. There's one thing where it's like Spinner's and Mr. Burns doing a sitcom together, and Mr. Burns walks in and he's like, "Spinner's, I'm home." Huge laughter. And Spinner's like, "Oh, you're home early." Huge laughter. <laughs> and he just goes. Yes. Huge <laughs> laughter. And then Lisa's like, is it just me or is TV getting worse? Homer loves it. He's like, so oh, I think it's about the same. And you just hear like uh, like something breaking. He's like, oh no, don't go in there, Spinners. Oh, I love this show. <laughs> so good. So good. I also, so Homer. Yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, this person's doing this to like, you know, torment him. He just ends up loving the show. <laughs> I also, um, I, I thought it was really sweet, actually. I, it would kind of cough to me watching it this time. 
is the whole thing of like that he won't give Mr. He won't give Bobo to Mr. Burns because Maggie loves it so much. I thought that was such a sweet little thing that like he offered him a million dollars in three Hawaiian islands, but he saw how much Maggie loved the bear, so he wouldn't give it yeah. to. He wouldn't give it to him. I, I thought that whole plot line was really sweet, and I liked the moment at the it end was, as well. You saw a good side to him. Yeah, yeah, totally. And to the town in general, because they're all like you know big angry mob against Homer. You go and try and get the bear, but they see how much Maggie loves this when they yeah. they leave it all. I thought that was such a pure, nice thing. This makes Burns even more of a villain that he couldn't care less about. How he just wants his Bobo. But in the moment where he gives it to her at the end, it's really sweet as well. <laughs> I love when the family are like, "Oh, so Mister Burns got what he wanted, and we don't get anything for it." Is this a happy ending? Where he's like, well, it's an ending. Yeah. <laughs> Great final bit as well when he's like, you know, all, all cuddled up with um with Bobo. And if we, if we cut to the... Or he's like, I, I wonder what your future holds. If we cut to the future, I guess it's a 2001 mixed with Planet of the Apes parody. And he's he's obviously lost Bobo again. These apes find it. And Mr. Burns comes up. He's just, he's just a robot now. It's like just his face. Kind of like Futurama, actually. Mm-hmm. And he's like... um. Oh, I I know I said this a century ago, but I'll never lose you lose you again, Bobo. Like, come on, Spitters. Spitters is just like a robot dog now. They run away. We also see the the, the, the apes have obviously taken over civilization, and they're whipping four homers yeah. for some reason. There's four. <laughs> Love that. I keep. I'm sorry. I just so many good moments. I'm, I'm just remembering more now. This is the point of the show where it was really really leaning on our oh, Spitters yeah. being attracted to Mr. Burns, mm-hmm. where he like has that dream of like. You know, Mr. Burns is like, I, I want exactly what, what I want for my birthday. Or I, I'll never get what I want for my birthday. And Mr. Burns is like, oh, we never do. And he's a little, a little thought of, like, Mr. Burns popping out of a cake naked and, like, seductively singing happy birthday to him. Classic. Then also there's the hilarious thing where he's like, oh, Mr. Burns, guess who it is? It's it's your teddy bear Bobo. It's just him in, like, a teddy bear onesie. And he's it's like... kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, he's like, hug, hug me, you know, cuddle me, feel my fur. <laughs> Oh, I love it! But uh, yeah, it's, it's important to talk about. I could the, go on forever. The critical reception of this episode. Oh, I mean, it's one of the most clearly acclaimed episodes I would presume. Have you yeah. read uh, Planet Simpson? Planet Simpson, no. Uh, author Chris Turner listed Rosebud as one of his five favorite episodes. Damn, I mean, genius! Yeah, uh, Entertainment Weekly is in the top twenty-five list. Yeah, um, but this one confused me. Uh huh. IGN ranked the Ramones performance as the 15th best guest appearance in any of the show's history. Damn. Which I, wouldn't say I don't that. agree with. It's yeah, it's, it's a fine, funny fun. scene, but there's been way, way more, ones, yeah. and it's much more like substantial cameos yeah. or guest appearances, you know? No, I definitely wouldn't agree with that, but hey, 15 uh, is very high. We were talking about Bill Oakley, he said he, it was one of his favourite episodes. All right, so, cool. Maybe we'll yeah. get him on someday and review with him. And it's funny, um, you were talking about 2001. The reference 2001. Yeah. Just a quick a quick trivia about 2001. <laughs> sure. You know, um, you, you've watched it a few times, right? Just once. Oh, don't I'm worry. not a big fan of that Yeah. Yeah, don't worry. No, tell me. Uh, <laughs> do, do you remember the bit where there's like, it's, well, it's interesting because it's like FaceTime. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's near the start and he's like talking to his daughter. Yeah. Do you know who that is? It's Sandy Kubrick's daughter, right? Kubrick's yeah, yeah, no, I knew that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, pretty cool. She was a good actress as well. I remember being like, yeah. I always find that weird when like someone's pretty good in the movie, and you find out it's like just like the director's family yeah. who isn't even an actor. I'm like, oh, that's bizarre. Like, have you seen Harry and Sally? Yeah. Do you know the scene? That was the classic scene where Meg Ryan does the the orgasm in the restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that mom, that, that woman goes, um, "I'll have what she's having." That's Rob Reiner's, the director's mother. <laughs> 
Oh. And that's the her only acting credit. Like her delivery in that scene is perfect. It's, it's iconic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, that's it's so good. That's his mom. Anyhow, moving on to my impressiones. I am going to be completely honest before we jump into it. I'm getting so sick of this segment. <laughs> so I'm going to do... Out. Huh? You're running out of characters. Well, that's the thing. I'm running out of characters. I'm also not certain who I've done anymore. We've done so many. Yeah. So you I... need to get a list. I may have out. already repeated myself. You know what I mean? But what I'm going to do is confirm to you right now that we've two episodes left this season. So... I'm going to do three more impressions and then I'm going to introduce a new segment okay, when we do the it. yeah when we do the season 33 wrap up I don't know what that's, that segment is going so to be sad yet. to uh, say goodbye to Impressione I guess so I, I'm just getting sick of it to be honest I'm, I'm ready to move on to something else and I mean I'm sure there's plenty of characters whose voices I can do that I haven't done yet but like, you know, I can do a decent enough Jasper but I'm just getting sick of it to be honest. I'm nothing more I can say than that. I, I, I don't know what I, what I want that new segment to be yet, so I'm going to give myself these few weeks to decide, and I'll do the impressions while I decide that. But yeah, for now, this segment is still a thing. Today I'm going to do Groundskeeper Willy. So, as usual, it's going to be four quotes. One of them isn't Willy. Can you tell me which one it is? So, number one. Brothers and sisters are national enemies, like Englishmen and Scots, or Welshmen and Scots, or Scots and other Scots. And number two, if elected mayor, my first act will be to kill the lot of ya. Number three, I've been wrestling wolves since you were at your mother's feet, uh, or your, your mother's teeth. And, uh, and number four, it's going to be champagne wishes and caviar dreams from now on. There you go. Pretty sure he's definitely said the last one. I mm. think I'm gonna say number three is the the fake one, the imposter. I've been wrestling wolves since you were at your mother's teeth. No, it's actually the one you just said. You're pretty sure he said it's oh. gonna be champagne wishes and caviar dreams from now on. It just sounds like gonna be champagne wishes and caviar dreams from now on. <laughs> you see, the quote is actually from Shrek. Ah, yeah, yeah. Who is another? You know, bad Scottish impression. They would say pretty similar you, things you know to what, each other. Though, yeah, people say that Shrek's probably one of the best Scottish accents that isn't done by a Scottish person. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair Obviously enough. Because his parents were. Yeah, so yeah, he, yeah. It's, Mike Myers always Mike yeah. Myers' parents are Scottish yeah oh I didn't know that okay so that's apparently why he does it so well oh right Mike Myers always says it himself that he thinks it's the best Scottish accent <laughs> but uh, yeah I, I think I, do you think Crosskeeper Willie's a good Scottish accent no I mean he's, I, think, <laughs> I, I think even that Castaneda would admit it's not there's only a video by some Scottish guy I think it was a lad by video reacting to different Scottish cartoon characters and he sees Crosskeeper Willie and he's just like that is terrible <laughs> that is bloody awful mate but um yeah I love Shrek <laughs> that's all I have to say there really I had something else to say about Shrek I forget it oh yeah it's just a fun fact totally unrelated to The Simpsons but that's okay is that he was originally meant to be voiced by Chris oh what's his name the guy who died he was on SNL with Mike Myers Chris Farley he was originally meant to be voiced by Chris Farley you can actually see early footage of Chris Farley voicing Shrek just like over animatics he died before he got to finish it so then Mike Myers took over but to be honest if you listen to Chris Farley's doing it he's just doing his own American accent it's, it's, just, it's nowhere near as good as what yeah. Mike Myers does because Mike Myers makes it a character they initially wanted him to do his own voice as well 
But he was like, no, I'd rather do like you know, more a cartoon, you know, a, a character voice. Like they wanted to do to do his own voice, so it could be like you know a vehicle for him. Because it would have been if it was his voice coming out of it, people were like, oh, that's Mike Myers' voice. I know Mike Myers, and that that would have sold tickets. He's like, I'm not interested in that. I mean, perfect choice. It's way better than his Scottish yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. So much better. And you had Eddie Murphy doing Donkey anyway. Like that's enough to yeah, sell also tickets. Also, completely unrelated. I'll show you a picture after if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Have you seen Shrek before the final like design of Shrek? No, it must be terrifying. It's obviously. fucking terrifying. There's some bad ones. Okay, it's oh Jeez. my god. There's also some really horrific. I used to be obsessed. I said I'm obsessed with Toy Story, but I used to be really into it. I, I watched a bunch of documentaries on Toy Story. There's there's like an animation of the, the designs they originally had for the characters, like for Woody and Buzz, and Woody is absolutely petrifying. And in in, in the early script, they had to be they made him way more abusive. It could have been really creepy, Toy Story. Uh, yeah, exactly. They got it just about right. They did, but that early animatic is exactly what you just said. It because would have been a creepy, not successful yeah, movie. <laughs> toys coming to life is usually scary. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, like you ever see Small Soldiers? That is a, a live action movie. It's actually just not in his head because he's a podcast. <laughs> he hasn't seen it. Um, it's a live action movie where toys come to life. But that's like, I mean, it's a kids movie. But I was petrified by it. In that one, they're like attacking the humans and stuff, and it is a, a, a yeah. really, really scary movie. But yes, moving on. What is next? Trivia. Wee, everyone's favorite. But yeah, trivia. So as always, I will give two pieces of trivia, and then. We will do the quiz. But yeah, number one. Uh, Bobo and Bouvier. Uh, no and no. Okay. Why would I say Bobo? I <laughs> <laughs> and you've gotten Bouvier before, so I'm not going to ask it again. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, two pieces of trivia. If you put all of the clips together of McBain from seasons two to four, it actually makes a cohesive story. Well, I think that's a pretty well-known fact for most like major Simpsons fans. But yeah, it's true. You you can watch it on on YouTube. They they put the clips together all as one. It's like twenty minutes long. It's like it's obviously it's a parody of an action movie, but there is actually a story there. It's actually enjoyable. It's so cool they did that. Just like a little continuing story over two years. And the final piece of trivia is just Harry Shear has admitted that Otto is his least favorite character to voice due to <laughs> due to the strain it puts on his throat. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, totally. Like, hey, Bart dude. Yeah, <laughs> like that. It hurts me. Oh hey, yeah, totally. Imagine having to do that again and again. I have mustard. I wouldn't. No, be, no I, wonder there's not been like another episode. Of I was gonna say. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. If <laughs> maybe that's the reason why they don't give yeah. him much to do very often is because he's he, he doesn't like doing it yeah the auto I, show must have been painful yeah I can imagine because that would have been his main character for that episode I'm, I'm reading um a book about Saturday Night Live at the moment a brilliant book I was interested in like just the history of comedy in New York and Saturday Night Live in, in particular obviously it's huge though it's like 750 pages but he was a cast member Harry Shearer for like I think only one season and there's some bad stories about him. He was an absolute diva, apparently. It surprises me that like the Simpsons have kept him for so long. He's been gone for thirty years. Maybe he's matured, but apparently he was a massive diva back when he worked in the show. He was only there for one year, and apparently he was constantly giving out that his material wasn't being used and that he was being wasted and stuff like that. And apparently the producer at the time, Dick Ebersole, turned around to him one day and went, um, "I don't. I think we should put an end to this. I don't really think this is working out." Okay. And, he, and he was like, well, I'm contracted for a year, so you need to keep me for the year, and I'll keep working here, or I'll leave, but you still have to pay me. And he was like, you can just leave. 
So yeah. That's how much he didn't want Harry Shearer there is that he let him leave, but he's not to pay him for a couple of months. Like, Damn. crazy, right? Yeah, but uh, it's rough. I, th- I think he's a super talented man. Um, I mean, he, I think I think he's the best voice actor on the show. But uh, there's no room for being an asshole in the world. I don't yeah. think you know what I mean. But yeah, a fascinating book. That's that's, that's not my record of the week, but it is a gr- it is a great great book. Life in New York, it's called by an author called Tom Shales. Anyhow, going to the quiz. As always, there'll be ten questions, and the sword of beast All is right. still six. Six. So number one, six, six. I don't know if you ever got ten out of ten. What would we do then? Would we just end this segment. I was like, what else could you really do? Eleven questions. Eleven questions. How exciting! Yeah, we'd have to come up with a new. I guess so. Yeah, I feel like that's the goal. For yeah. you to get ten out of ten. So I think. If you, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. did it, we'd have to move on. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about it if it, ever, if it ever happens. Number one, name. Oh yeah, this is what I was just talking about. Name a character other than Otto that Harry Shearer voices. I'll give you three guesses. Uh, um, Lenny. Yes. Cool. Very good. Want to go oh, for two? Um, I'll give you a second point if you get this one. They're definitely like one. They all have very like different voices. They're very particular voices that he does. Yeah. I'm gonna say combo guy. Combo guy. Combo guy. Sorry. Combo. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Hank Azaria. One point for Lenny, though. Not bad. Number two. How many spikes does Bart have on his head? Seven. Nine. Uh. Number three. How many kids does Apu have? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, seven. <laughs> Eight. Oh, so close! Both times you were like so close to the number. <laughs> number four. Why? Or who is the only character on the show that has five fingers? Do I get how many guesses? Do I get three? Go to town. Troy McClure. No. <laughs> Mr. Burns. No. One more guess. Is it a reoccurring character? Like he's been on a few times, a few but not times. that much. It's a character that like. There's kind of a reason why he has five fingers. Is it? We've done this before. Um, Sideshow Bob. Nah. Oh. God. Oh, of course. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we discussed this before, and you were saying yeah. that it, it's the cover for it's season thirty-three. Season, yeah. yeah, yeah. Number five. Who is Robert Twilliger? Robert who? Robert Twilliger is a character of the sh- Robert Robert Twilliger is a character in the show, better known as a different name. Who is Robert Twilliger? Sideshow Bob. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> very good. You just said him. Number six. In 997, the show broke the record for most episodes previously held by what animated series? Um, Is it an American one? Yes. Because like, I know there's like probably Japanese ones. That... Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, this, is, this is American, uh, yeah. So it beat a record already set. And is this show still running? No. Let's think. It's got to be an old one. What year did it break it? Huh? What year did it break the record? 1997. If it helps, they broke the record with the Ishii and Scratchy and Poochie show. Tom and Jerry? No. <laughs> um, Scooby-Doo? No. One more guess. Funnily enough, the show that it is is created by the same people who made Scooby-Doo and Tom and Jerry, but you probably wouldn't know that. Hanna-Barbera. Hong Kong Fui. Nah, the Flintstones. Ah, of course. Yeah. There you go. Idiot. <laughs> that would be silly. 
Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> <laughs> I think there were like 30 episodes of that show. <laughs> Number seven. What's Cleus's wife's name? Um, oh, she was in this episode we did today. She know. was. Um, didn't say her name, though. In your defense. Firmer. Firmer? Firmer. What the hell is that? Firmer. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember. Brandine. Brandine. Number eight. What's Moe's surname? Gilligan. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Sislak. Sislak. Number nine. Who's a girl? Kang or Kodos? Obviously, I'm going to accept the first guess. <laughs> huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, Kodos. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That that was in your your one of your favorite Treasure Wars, I guess. Yeah. It's this in Kang one where he goes, "I'm Kang. This is my sister, Kodos. Hello." <laughs> That's the only reason why I know that. Such a weird little detail. I, my logic behind that, because I didn't remember that, but my mm. logic was Kang's a little deeper. Um, that and also usually it's male and female. Like male oh, comes true. first, yeah, female. yeah. No Homer and marriage, yeah, Fred and William, and female. That's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Good logic. And number ten, what year did the show debut? Eighty-eight. Oh, so close. Eighty-nine. Oh, you got to give me half a point for that. Okay. Do it <laughs> <laughs> you can see my face. If you want to give you any, <laughs> well, you see, it's, it's it's like so bang in the middle because the Tracy Ullman show sang in eighty-seven. That's technically when the, when the Simpsons first debuted hey, on TV. That's a point then. 87, you said 88. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's out in 87. Then the actual TV show, The Simpsons, started in 89. So you're like right no, in the right, middle. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was my point. Because I knew it was the year before or the year after. So I was like, well, the middle makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. That was your logic. <laughs> you knew everything I just said there. Yeah, so technically, I'm right. That was in the back of your brain. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, so would have you given me a point for 87? Uh, <laughs> probably no, not. probably not. <laughs> maybe half it's a point. It's not really the actual show. Yeah, maybe half a point because of what I just said, but no point for 88. <laughs> uh, I thought it was being easy on you this week, but unfortunately you only got three. Three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> oh, well. I feel like I really like tried there as well. You did. You're, you, you're, you're putting in the thoughts, putting in the thinking, yeah. but hey, you can't win them all, kid. Looks like it'll be a long time before you get sent. I'll, I'll, I'll just do a really, really easy one. If I really was just want to get rid of the segment, I'll just do a really easy one where it's like, uh, you could do like what's Homer's favorite beer? Yeah, you could <laughs> do nine easy questions and one really hard one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lenny and <laughs> and the last one is like, I don't know. Name every single episode of the eleventh season in order, yeah, <laughs> which like I that. couldn't even do. <laughs> but yeah, all right, and we're ending it with the recommendation of the week. go first oh yeah sure yeah. all right my recommendation is hacks a fantastic tv series that i'm currently on the second season of it is on so if you're in america it's on hbo max i'm pretty sure everywhere else is on amazon brilliant tv show it's stars jean smart who you might know she was in fargo season two she was like the head of the mafia family that brilliant actress she's also going to be in that new movie babylon with brad pitt and oh yeah Margot Robbie, she's the one who says to him in the trailer, like, um, this town doesn't need you. It's bigger than you. Uh, brilliant actress, really, really intimidating lady, but it's her and Hannah Einbinder. I mean, huge cats, but they're, they're, they're the leads. But basically, Jane Smart plays a stand-up comedian in it, so hence why I was interested in watching it, uh, who works in a casino in Las Vegas, and the manager, like, isn't happy with 
her material is it's getting stale and old so they hire a writer to like write new material for her yeah. so that's Hannah Einbinder's character and she comes in that she doesn't want Jean Smart's character doesn't want like someone writing material for her she wants to write, write her own jokes and Hannah Einbinder's like trying to get on her good side and it's just their relationship the way it progresses over I've only finished the first season so far but over the first season it's just really wonderful it's never forced like she is like uh, Jean Smart's character Deborah Vance is a really aggressive mean character but they do give her heart as it goes on but it never feels like tacked on it it always happens really progressively and naturally and it's very unconventional too it does some really cool things with other characters as well that you wouldn't expect like the obvious thing would be just have to be their story and that's it but you also get like a side story about like Deborah's assistant there's like a whole side story about her of him trying to get with this cop who like works around the uh, Nevada area and also had the Ironbinder's manager there's a whole plot line about like his assistant trying to sleep with him there's always it's, it's really really funny show yeah. um, so good but there's also a lot a lot like deep relationships to the characters and stuff like that it goes to some really weird unexpected areas there's this whole episode where Hannah Einbinder's character Ava just goes on mushrooms with this guy and or no cocaine with this guy and they're like running around Las Vegas together it's just a really fun show it's some deeper moments I'm not afraid to be that I cried the last episode of the first season it's yeah it's, it's, it's really, if, if you want a good comedy it's just a good story that's very character driven it is a absolutely fantastic show I mean I'm not like I'm not I'm not preaching for a show that isn't well known it's, it, it, she Jean Sparrow won an Emmy for the last season yeah. so like it, it is a, a clearly acclaimed show but it is just brilliant and I would be remiss <laughs> if it wasn't my recommendation of the week yeah cool that sounds yeah. really good it's a great show yeah, I recommend it um, my recommendation is also a TV show oh yeah but probably one a bit more well known and mm-hmm. um, I think um, everyone knows what Game of Thrones is I'm yeah. not recommending Game of Thrones I was going to say <laughs> I'm recommending <laughs> the House Godfather. of the Dragon okay but I think be- only because I think a lot of people probably haven't watched it because I of how poor the last season of Game of Thrones was. Yeah. But please don't be put off. I watched, I just completed House of the Dragon the other day. Uh huh. Absolutely amazing. Genuinely, Damn. it's, 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 it, it's not an epic thing by any means. It's very contained. Yeah. It's very much like the early seasons of Game of Thrones, but when they're at their best. Nice. And it's more like politics driven and like, um, you know, like very theater like where it's like, one room for like 20 minutes and dialogue heavy yeah stuff have you watched any of it yet? none of it no it's incredible not not because of what you said not because i'm putting it off because last season of game of thrones was bad i just haven't gotten around to yeah, it yeah yeah so much fucking be TV in, to watch. In, a, in the right mindset yes yeah, an hour it. long like it's obviously yeah. it's quite intense and everything you know, fantasy and stuff like you're not always in the mood for fantasy no no sorry no i wouldn't be my uh I do like fantasy. It's it's never quite gelled with me. Like I've always wanted to like Game of Thrones more than I do. Same Lord of the Rings, to be honest. I do, I like them, but it just I I I think more of a sci-fi guy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but it it is incredible, and mm-hmm. I actually am sort of like. I think Game of Thrones at its best is better than this, okay. but this is more consistent. Wow. The whole okay. thing is fantastic, start to finish. Yeah. And they actually tell you so much through like and and there's actually they cover a lot of years in this season uh-huh i um, know that and time jumps and it's it's amazing it clears up a lot of history that they tell you in the game of thrones they as well. mentioned like yeah set obviously before it years before um, right years before it yeah like, yeah um couple no it's like 100 years originally but then it's gets closer towards the end oh okay, okay. um 
but yeah amazing please if you were put off by game of thrones don't be put off by this because it's incredible mm. and there's no fan service either they're not like referencing game of thrones at all it's purely its own thing and they don't make a big deal out of the dragons or any of that stuff they're just right. there yeah yeah you know, it, it's just it takes you straight into it mm-hmm. the, the thing that put me off about it at first wasn't to do with season eight of game of thrones at all it was more so just like it when it got announced it felt like a cash grab like it felt like oh, the show's over and now you're announcing yeah. you're doing a prequel series it just sounds like that's such an obvious thing to do to make money and sometimes like that may have been the thing that made but the project also... get made but then they got amazing creatives to yeah. make a really good story but, but bear in mind is it in the it's, books it's at all book. oh it is okay House of the Dragon it's still being written but it is a book alright um, George R. Mark's obviously taking his sweet precious time as usual like. yeah and, and yeah. They, they're making the shows quicker than he can write them so yeah 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 I mean but, obviously Game of Thrones cut up to him eventually yeah so. see he just had to tell them what was going to happen right right um, but yeah House of the Dragon is, is, is a book as well so right it's, it's yeah. not they haven't just done it to get money it's a Game of Thrones um, book or is it it's, is it's, it, it's, it's not also... called Game of Thrones it's called House oh, of the Dragon right so it's also yeah, yeah. a prequel book right right yeah it's like how um, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings right right yeah that, that, that's a good yeah. example yeah um, I get you and I have just like a small recommendation okay like extra one because you've done extra ones before I have um it's if you like electronic music or are looking to get into it at all i'd mm-hmm. recommend um people that know electronic music will know this album but if you don't um selected ambient works 85 to 92 by aphex twin okay um it's just really brilliant it's not like fully ambient it's still like beats and stuff in it um, nice. really spacious um really takes you to another place um mm. and a great album if you're looking to get into electronic music that isn't like the the entry level um it's it's very different and you know touches different genres while still maintaining its own okay yeah. cool say name of it one more time um apex twin is the artist and it's selected ambient works volume 85 to 92 why is I know, it i know it's a weird a... name it's because it's a collection of stuff he made through them years okay fair enough um that's yeah. cool i like that I love eating up on music. That's cool. I'm, I'm more interested in that recommendation than House of Dragons. <laughs> I like that. You, just, you you glow up when you talk about music. I can I tell know. that you're so interested in it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I definitely check that out. And yeah, if anyone's looking for some groovy music, hit it up and challenge your freaking... You're listening. That, that's why I, I, I like the recommendations to be something a little bit on the that's fringe. Why, like, yeah, I, I, I want to challenge people's... I sometimes don't want to just recommend a film yeah just come out. I, I could say the godfather like you know yeah i, I was going to do glass onion which is the absolutely brilliant movie i i loved it so much i was originally going to do glass onion but i was like everyone's talking about it. it's well known so it's like i'll do something a bit more freaky it's a new film yeah yeah exactly i mean i will say it if we're talking about something else it is fantastic i mean if you like a good murder mystery it's brilliant i mean what kenneth Branagh is doing with the Agatha Christie novels is really good, but what Brian Johnson's doing with this series is better. It is just a fantastic mystery. Whenever you think you've got it figured out, you are so wrong. It keeps yeah. you guessing. It's so good. I'm going to recommend it to you, because you haven't even seen Nice Out, which is a sin. It's so, so good. I couldn't recommend it enough. Daniel Craig is fantastic as, as uh, I forget his character's name. Let's not like, forget that like, it's hard to pronounce. It's like Banald Blanc, something like that. It's such a great character for him, and what a movie to have be the first one that he did post finishing James Bond. Yeah, it's better than No Time to Die. I could not recommend that on you enough. Wow. Yeah, big big statements here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig have said that they will happily never stop making Knives Out movies, and I am all for that because okay. they are just 
brilliant movies yeah all right i think that's all she has to say really i don't know why i always say she we're, we're, i can we're hear a, a overweight woman singing so that must be the end of oh, the, yeah. the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sounds really overweight actually yeah <laughs> it's time to wrap that up all right see y'all soon Ciao. bye